You are listening to WMB1 Radio. I'm Charlie Perry, along with my co-host, my friend, Russell Ramos. We are serving you R&B music on the rocks. Chilled music with chilled hosts, where you get to listen to the music you love the most on WMB1 Radio. Join us on Tuesday night, 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern Time on WMB1 Radio. Sounds from the Secret City. Take care, y'all, and enjoy the music. Extraordinaire MG what on the up, side, Mike. What's going on, peoples? What's up, on How was your week, peoples? How, you, how, how was your week? Uh, uh, pass. <laughs> <laughs> I look okay. at it. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a, lot. Um, it's a good week. I mean, kind of, you know, just a normal, yeah, run of the mill kind of week. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. It's good, it's good. I'm here. Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, I'm here. Me, uh, <laughs> I had a good week, but uh, I don't know, man. I, I had I had like a tension headache all all, all weekend. You know? Oh, could be a stress you know, headache. It, it, it actually went away now. I don't know what, what it was, but it went away just early this afternoon. Mm. Right on top of the head. Mm-hmm. It was hurting. Did you look up what that means? No, I. You know, headaches mean things, right? Yeah. So oh, if oh. you look, depending on where on your um. Where in your head it was? Yeah. Um, it was right on top of my head, and obviously a little bit on my the back of my neck. I was hurting too. I yeah, the up, location of your. Head. I don't okay. know if it was like going the way I was sleeping. I think I was, maybe, maybe, maybe some tension, stress going. Top of your head. Yeah. Uh, is a tension headache. Yeah. Severe hypertension. Other possible causes. Ooh, no, that's too scary. I'm not going to say that. <laughs> no. Top of your head, it says it's a tension headache. You should probably maybe. Yeah. How often do you get those? Not often. No, that was like really. No. Weird. Why? If you get it often, what, what's the deal? It says that. Consult um, your lo- local position. Yeah. Your what? <laughs> <laughs> it could be an aneurysm or bleeding. See, or, that's what we're scared of. Next topic. 
Yeah, yeah. See, that's what I was thinking. I was like, yo, is it an aneurysm? Hemorrhagic stroke or something. Yeah. You gotta just, yeah. Yeah. Some of the pressure. Believe me, you would have known if it was, well, excuse me, you would have been out of it if it was an aneurysm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh. Because my, my dad, my dad got, got an aneurysm. Really? Yeah. Yeah, he actually passed, I think he passed, well, I think he passed away with, ended up with a stroke, but he first had an aneurysm that actually paralyzed him. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was the left side of his body. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. So I was thinking like aneurysm, and I was like, yeah, yeah, but then it went. It went away. But I think that's like where was it? It was like on the top of your head, or yeah, like li- that area, like, like... On, literally on top of the head. I'm getting one just thinking about it. <laughs> Speaking of health, I gotta get it together. What's the matter? I gotta, like, I gotta... So that could be a spinal headache, actually. Now that you talk about it. Just... Yeah, I think it's because the way I was sleeping. I mean, my it neck... looks like it's because the one that that when that's considered top of the head. The tension one is actually top of the head, like up here. Oh, oh top of the oh, head. Oh. So, like up here, no, where top, you're talking, it's like, is like a top. spinal. It says a spinal headache. Oh, okay, it gotta be the way I'm sleeping. Mm, mm-hmm. Could be. Yeah. Could be because there's another one that says. Oh, that crazy what's stuff that I'm saying? Doing in the bedroom, you know what I'm saying? Medication overuse. You she, take you take blood pressure just, medication, yeah, right? Yeah, blood pressure medication. Just, she just needs yeah, maybe it's the Viagra, yo. <laughs> Ladies. <laughs> trying to keep, trying to keep my twenties. Stop it! Do. Don't do Stop it! Stop it! I got, so I got a little my doses in my bag. I talked to my doctor. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> like an erection after after uh, longer than two hours. Uh, former friend. For real. Former friend, come over and help me out. Uh, uh. Shoot. All right, we got a good show today. We have a good show. Clutching um, my pearls. This oh, conversation man. is not for a Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> we, we all need Jesus. We all need Jesus. Um, we got a good show. I want to talk about uh, this Chris Rock Netflix special that's Ooh. coming on. It came on already. Um, yeah. A lot of people are talking about it. And obviously, they'll weigh in on Chris Rock's rebuttal to uh, what we call the slap. Yo. Slap gate. Can we? Well, can we? I got to give him credit for holding it in. Yeah. This long. How could you hold in your response? Well, because you gonna make money off of that shit. Yeah. It's that, but also, I mean, you gotta let give people the opportunity to digest it. Yeah. Give the media the opportunity to let it, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. kind of fizzle out the way it needs to, mm-hmm. but also allow other people the opportunity to just really dig deeper into meaning and allow it grace and everything like that. And what <laughs> he's just beautiful because. I think for him to be able to do his show, because he still, his show was typical Chris Rock. Oh, yeah. You know, it was really he's a straight up stand up comedian, but yeah. he is such a classy professional yeah. at it. That is just like, I don't care if Will Smith got pissed yeah, about yeah, anything yeah. he said because He's funny. a comedian. Yeah, Listen, he's a comedian. We're gonna talk. We're gonna talk about it later. But yeah. I, he, he didn't go on Will Smith that much. He didn't. He went in at Jada. He went hard oh. at Jada. We're gonna play some clips oh. at Jada. I don't even think that he really mad at Will because I think he, he's mad at Will. But I think he says, "Oh, I know why you did it, even though it was wrong." Well, I think when he stuck. Okay, we'll talk about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, 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 we'll talk about it. Well, I was gonna talk about this. If anybody sees this clip on Instagram, Facebook, or TikTok. There's this guy that's literally talking about he has seven seven baby mamas. And he's saying, I told all my seven baby mamas that I didn't want to have kids. Why are they gonna have these kids? You know, and he's I, I wanna play the clip and I want I wanna talk about this this oh. ignorant type of thinking. Um, um it's, it's 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 hilarious. Anyway, then I wanna talk about uh Sierra. 
Um, Sierra. Sierra. She's making songs uh-uh. for the single ladies. You know what I'm saying? Married. Be strong, single ladies, while she's married, living their best life. I don't know. So is she trying to exploit you all? I don't know. I don't know. Was Beyonce trying to exploit us? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a, that, that's what we talk about. Well, <laughs> yeah, you, you, that's a point there. Right. Oh yeah. And then we're gonna talk about um Joe Biden's um appointee appointee for but women nominating her as woman of the oh, year. Yeah. Joe Biden's nomination of right. woman of the year, who's not actually a biological woman, which is. A slap in the face to women, in my opinion. Um, I just feel like it should be a woman for woman of the year. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think that's right. Right. So what? Real? And I'm. You know what? I mean, no offense to anybody, but there are far too many biologically born women that have been through some shit, mm-hmm. that have persevered through some shit. Mm-hmm that have overcame some shit Mm -hmm. that have worked their way up to a specific status to where they should be recognized then to go ahead and recognize a biological man and give them that title i think that is the most misogynistic type of shit we'll get it ever all right right. (laughs) this is me um And then what I want before we get into the first song, I want to um, talk about um, Big. Um, he actually oh, he actually um, passed away March 9th, obviously. Um, shout out to Sean Medina. He had his Biggie, his annual Biggie brunch. Um, Big passed away March 9th. I, I want to share a story um, about a time when he passed away that's locally connected. Um, a friend of Ross here was here, and we had another friend that was actually living in California. Mm-hmm. And obviously, the time zones are different, right? So it's late out here, like we're like, you know, three hours ahead. So I think it was like three in the morning here, and like 12, 12 midnight there. A friend of ours, who we all know, called, called, and another friend here, and they said, yo, they got him. Now, we didn't get the news here yet because it just happened. Uh, he was literally down the street from where it happened. And they were like, yo, they got Biggie, man. We're going to hear about the news when you wake up. And sure enough, when he woke up, it was all over the news that Biggie passed. Um, I feel like my, my, I think it's funny because Biggie was only 25 years old when he passed away. Mm-hmm. Which is crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. And, and you really think about when you know him and Tupac how much influence they had at that young age. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Actually, he might, I think Biggie was 23 when he passed away. Pac was 25. Oh, so maybe. Biggie was even younger. Oh. Yeah. Okay. And to have that influence, and, and I think that the person that killed these two individuals robbed us of a lot of good music and um, the potential of them being leaders. Um, I, I think what I'm more of a Biggie fan mm-hmm. than a Pac fan. And I think when you follow Biggie, I think he was just starting to get into his evolution of coming more of a mature adult. You can hear it in his music mm-hmm. versus from his first album to the second album. I mean, what, it, what, what is your thoughts on, on Biggie? I kind of missed the whole era. Mm. But, yes. I mean, of course, I was around for I remember both of them, both of the murders. But uh, I, I always feel like, especially well, with both of them, you 
you almost make them like a martyr. Yeah. Like, because who knows where their lives would have gone and, and mm-hmm. what how things would have gone. But you kind of like freeze these people in time. Mm. You know, I mean, what was this? 20, almost 30 years ago, I guess. Yeah. It was 92, 92 that he passed away. I think so. Yeah, yeah 92. So you're looking at, yeah, around 30 years. Wow. How fast that goes. Yeah. But, so, I mean, crazy the influence on rap and hip hop is mm. undeniable. Yeah. You can't deny it. You know? Yeah. On, on music. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think the innovative, like the innovation between the two of those artists. First of all, they were poets first. No doubt, they were to the fullest. uh, Yeah, they were definite, definite, definite poets. And when you listen to early Biggie stuff, you hear a lot, a lot of stuff that you're just like Mm -hmm. bars. Okay, you're just like my God. And the same thing with Pac. Mm -hmm. Like I think a lot of the. The thing is with Pac is that you almost, you know, it's because he was raised by a Muslim mother mm-hmm. and he's like, he has this empathetic view for women. So you hear him talk a lot about that yeah, I like early that. on. You, I like you hear him talk a lot about that early on, but he also is empathetic to his own people. And he's like, you really going to go ahead and let all this shit mm-hmm. dictate what we're doing? Mm. And not understand that we have to continue to move in a certain way. So you got that education with him, but you get that part that he wasn't conforming to what the media at the time wanted him to. And even the industry wanted him to conform. Yeah. You know, so I just think it's dope. But Biggie, you always get, you get East Coast with Biggie. And so, you know, that's what we, that's what resonates with us a lot, you know, because we're over here. But, you know, it's just, it's sad. Yeah, I always say like Pac, Pac is... More influential, but I think Biggie's a better lyricist as far as making music wise. Um, Biggie's that type yeah. where it's like, what did he say? Let me ch- play that over again. Yeah. How that wordplay goes and everything like that. I think that I think if Biggie, as he got older and got more life experiences, I think he would have been well, how he perceived Jay Z. Now, would Jay Z be right. Jay Z if these right. guys were alive? If Biggie was alive? I don't know. You I never know, know, right? I, I was thinking know. about that. I think about that even with Beyonce and Aaliyah. Yeah, yeah. That kind of. I, I never thought about that. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, I see Tupac as like he was an artist, you mm-hmm. know, in a way. Like he was an actor. Like mm-hmm. he went to, acting, yeah, yeah. He went to an art school. Mm-hmm. Like, like it was just a different kind of like. Yeah. Who knows where he would have been? Come on, right? Like, you can knows? only you can you can only imagine. Um, you know, Biggie was nineteen ninety seven. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay. Now, it's almost like because I think Pac was very intelligent, but he got caught up in all the hype, the hoopla, and I and in the middle of that. And I feel like you you see these younger rappers like we'll talk. We just talked about uh, John Moran and what happened to him. Mm-hmm. Like y'all, you're trying to be this person. Like, mm-hmm. You don't need to be. Right. right. You know, you're getting caught up in the hype right. and and right. and, and, and the street power, but you don't need to be that. And you need, it needs to be hitting the butt so you don't end up like a pop. You don't end up like a biggie. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Sometimes of keeping it real and all mm-hmm. that stuff. You know, you when you gotta reach a, a certain point, yeah. You know, you just gotta leave that leave that alone, even though that's how you got there. It's you know? interesting because now now we're talking about it. You think Jay Z's? I bet if you look at Jay Z's music, it shifted after. Yeah, yeah. I like Jay Z second half versus yeah. the first half. I like when it, when he talks about intelligence and what mm-hmm. he's learned. 
And that, and I think that's where Biggie was headed. If you listen to the yeah. first first album to the second, he was starting to transition yeah. that way yeah. to a point where it's going to be more intellect. I bet like, a lot of them did because it's like nobody wants to get shot up. Yeah, nobody off, wants off, to live in the mud and all that. Off a rap game. Yeah, but, no. Yeah, I mean, I think they were, I think they were victims of the industry, you know, because I think there was a lot of shit going down, you know, industry wise, that they got caught in the crossfire with and they, you know, powers that be in the industry played off of it wholeheartedly. You know what I mean? And then not to mention the the gang affiliations and stuff like that, you know, it's just, you know, it just, it just sucks that it's a lot. It's a lot of moving parts. But when you talk about like, you know, they were in processes of redefining who they were and, you know, leaving their mark. It's unfortunate. You know, this is why you gotta, for me, this is why you always gotta be the best you can be Mm. every step of the, every step of the way. You gotta wake up every morning. Um, This is my new day. It's time for me to, how could I be better than I was yesterday? Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, how can you be better a minute ago? Yeah. Right. Have that mindset. Um, You know, it's, it's because it's, Life is is a is a lesson. I always that's how I look at it. You learn a lesson in life. You're gonna make mistakes throughout your life, and you just gotta learn from those to be better the following week or the following mm-hmm. day, the following minute. Um, mm-hmm. Too bad that you know Biggie didn't get a chance to be better because I I think he wanted to be better, but he got caught up in that bullshit. Yeah. And I'm not necessarily like you know he was minding <laughs> his business, but he got caught up in the um, the BS. <laughs> that's the guy that I'm talking about, Jeffrey Correa. He's the one that made the call. He made the call. Yeah, he's the one that made it. He was living yeah, in California. Yeah, because he was at school, right? He was living in California. He was at school in California. He's the one that made the call when um when, when Biggie died. He was like, he called Sheree. And she told Sheree, yo, man, mm-hmm. they got Biggie. Wow. Next day, I see Sheree, and Sheree tells me. And he tells me, yo, you know, I'm going to make Biggie in a minute. Yeah. Yeah. yeah That's true. true. He only had two albums. He's considered one of the greatest Crazy, you right? know what I'm saying? Wow. Yeah, if not the greatest, and it's true. So that tells you how yeah he is. So what we're gonna do before we get into the Chris Scott special, we're gonna play a little Biggie. See, Jeff Korea, mm-hmm. I was out there that night. Biggie died. Yeah, man, we just just talking about earlier how you was out there, and you. you I think I I want to say you called Sharik that night when it happened, yeah. and um, wow. and it is it, it, it's, it's crazy. Hmm. It's like, yo, man, they got him. I don't know if I was over Shriek's house at the time or when he called, but I just know it was it was around that time. Oh, he was literally talking to Method Man. That yeah, that's how he found out. Him and Matt Marcus Chummy. He was there. Were you in Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles? I think he was Roscoe and Chicken and Waffles, and he saw Method Man walk in, and Method Man wasn't all there. And I think Marcus Chummy went up to him and tried to be those yo, man, they got my man. So he got the information from Method Man. Wow. wow. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 it's crazy. So we're, we're going to play a Biggie song, you know, in, in remembrance of him. Um, and I think this is only uh, the best song you could, you could play. This song is Missing You from Notorious B.I.G. Mm-hmm. You listen to the Wind Down Podcast on WMB1 Radio. We'll be right back after this.
Yes, 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 we are back. We are back. You're listening to the Wind Down Podcast of WNB1 Radio. That was missing you from Victoria's B.I.G. Yo, where's 112? 112, yeah. Where's 112? Everybody else is making a comeback. Yeah. Doing stuff. They, I, I, here and there. Here and there. I know in 2002. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 2003, 112 was at Puffin Bellies. Puffin Bellies? Yeah. <laughs> My time and crew knows all about that. We had to, we rolled like six cots deep that night to go check out <laughs> 112 at Puffin Bellies. That was such a weird night. Yeah. Yeah, we ended up at some house party. Yeah. I don't, if, well, Baba Larissa is. Larissa and Yolanda probably remember. We ended up at some house party. It was wrecked. We don't know how. We don't know whose house it was. People was, it was wrecked. We were like, how the hell did we get here? <laughs> We had one girlfriend that believed you should say she was one dude from the band. Was on the oh, come party, we're gonna have a party at the hotel. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, right. She was like, What room? He said, 112. <laughs> she was so drunk. <laughs> she was like, We gotta go. They said it. They said it. We were like, Okay, fine. We're gonna drive. We'll go and see. You let us know. We get right. to the hotel. We're like, All right, guys, since you don't want to shut up, she walked in. She asked him, What do you think? We don't even have a room 112. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, good time, man. You know some dumb shit when you. We were like, girl, oh, man. you don't get out of here. All right, let's get into this Chris Rock special. <laughs> so it's oh, crazy, man. Yeah, but that she was so, so drunk, up. and then she went. You know when you got a friend that's so drunk they won't shut up about yeah. it. So okay, oh, fine. So we're gonna go. So we're gonna go, so we're gonna go then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's how it was. We were like, okay, fine. We gotta shut her up. Let's yeah. just go. Right. We'll walk in where I watch it. They said, uh, no. sorry, we don't have a room on twelve. Yeah. Said, no kidding, bitch. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> we tried to tell you. So crazy, uh, man. Oh man. Oh. Yo, that's funny. That's <laughs> <laughs> yes, you oh my god okay <laughs> let's get it this chris Rock special was very very interesting i think everybody was excited to watch this he actually did it live on netflix on In saturday Baltimore. night yeah yeah be more and um mm-hmm. what's that i said be more, be more. he's well. working baltimore oh, okay yeah. all right um yeah so what's that Rough have you been to baltimore I've never been to Baltimore. Okay, yeah, it's so, gotten better. <laughs> I don't know about all that. Let me tell you how wrecked Shout Baltimore is. So when you when you go, we had to we had to unfortunately one of our cousins passed away and we were we had to clean out her apartment. She was in Baltimore, like downtown Baltimore, which was wrecked because yeah. when you're driving there, you're driving yeah. in, and Harbor, at first, well, Harbor. first of all, you you're driving in, you're like, oh, okay, okay, then you're like. Oh, this is where they shot the wire? Right. Oh, yeah, it, yeah, almost yeah, immediately. Right. And then you turn down and you're just like, this is some fucked up shit. It would look like, it almost looks like, okay, if you're driving, you see you turn down Union Street one day. Shit is just boarded up. Mm. From the top, from the church. More homes just boarded to up. To just boarded up. Every single building boarded up, shot up, glass broken, everything like that. It is crazy. So you drive that for about a block or two blocks. Then maybe like half a block after then two blocks is when you see like a museum. (laughs) That's like thriving. And then you see like a couple of little like restaurants around it. And then you see like she lived like in an assisted living place. And then the hospital is like four, four blocks down and stuff like that. But it's just like, it's weird, man. 
Wow. It's crazy. I went down there in 2005, and they were in the middle of redoing the Inner Harbor. Mm-hmm. But it was like, yeah, you you went from the Inner Harbor where the museum and all the stuff, Phillips Crab House, and then like two blocks over, it was like, just don't go there. Mm. Don't. It's but still rough. I mean, I worked at a TV station there, and there were like 300 something murders that that one year. Mm. That was yeah. it. Yeah. Baltimore is tough, but I like. To get back to Chris Rock, when he opens up and he's like, "Man, I do my homework at the places where I do a show." Oh at. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like places I don't tell places where I tell me places I don't need to go, and then tell me where the place where they sell where they sell crack cocaine. <laughs> so then I further know where I do not need to be. Right. So it was funny. Um, yeah, like I, I think a lot of people were excited for one reason, one reason only to see this this special was his response to Will Smith and the you know the quote unquote the slap. Um, mm-hmm. On Oscar night last year, um, is I don't think there's no um, coincidence that he actually, I think the Oscars are on today. I want, I, I want to think. Yeah, yeah. So, so I think, I think that it's no coincidence that, that he, he released his show. He released his show today. I mean, just this past weekend when the Oscar weekend. Um, so I, I want to play a couple of clips of that moment when he uh, he was talking about. He dropped it a couple times oh, yeah. before he actually response to Will Smith's selective outrage. You've never seen me do a movie with my shirt off. <laughs> Will Smith played Muhammad Ali in the movie. You think I want to for that part? <laughs> <laughs> Muhammad Ali, I played Pookie in New Jack City. Will <laughs> Smith practices selective outrage. Because yep. everybody knows what the fuck happened. Everybody that really knows mm. knows I had nothing to do with that shit. Right. I didn't have any entanglement. <laughs> right. My wife was fucking her son's friend. Okay? Now, I normally right. would not talk about this right. shit. But for some reason, these niggas put that shit on the internet. Right. Everybody in there been cheated on. None of us have been ever interviewed been interviewed by, by the person that cheated That's, on us. I saw this part. It's that part. Yeah, somebody else did. How did that make you feel? She <laughs> hurt him way more than he hurt me. Okay? Here's Christian. <laughs> I'm telling you, and I'm so glad that he calls them out because I remember when um, Jada was calling a boycott the Oscars and everything like that. And I remember being so pissed. You know, I can remember this. I said, where was she? Six months ago, mm-hmm. when we were outraged about minorities or black and brown people not being recognized mm-hmm. and everything like that, where was she then? She and her husband kept their mouth shut. Now you realize that he's not nominated for right. anything, and now you want to hop on the bandwagon mm-hmm. after the fact. Don't try to come now. Yeah. Don't try to join it now. And I was so t- I was tight about it. I remember telling you, I was like, "You gotta calm down." I was like, "I'm pissed. Mm-hmm. I'm sick and tired of. I'm sick and tired of them." Mm-hmm. How the hell are you gonna sleep with your son's friend? Yeah, see, that's there's that moral aspect of it, man. And then you know, August Alcina is now now he's gay. Moral. You know that, right? Is he? Yeah. <laughs> yo, boy, yo, he. I, I already getting like kicked off of different tours because he's just having issues with really? the artists on tours and things like that. I think he got in a fight with Tory Lanez, and well, Tory Lanez is a different story, but I mean, I think it was another tour he actually got kicked off of. Um, because of fighting, and stuff. don't know one song of that that young man. Tory Lane? No, never, never, never not Tory Lane. Yeah, he has good music. Uh, I got August Alcina, neither one. Right. I like that entanglement. Just like ASAP Rocky, I don't know any. He made an entanglement song. 
Meet Entertainment or something. Okay. You better get that money, young man. Yeah, he right after that interview too. Yeah. So, I was listening to something else. They mentioned like it was another show that mentioned. Thank God Chris didn't fight back because then it would have been two black bad, men bad. Yeah. fighting on national mm-hmm. oh, yeah, global yeah. TV. He, he, he handled it globally. very he professionally. I got I got to admit he did. Yeah. Um, well, he said he said if they were smart, they would make GI Jane too. I don't see why not. I thought that was a valid thing. I, I, I mean, I thought that was nobody valid. knew she had alopecia. Shut no up, one. Jada. Yeah. Right. Nobody knew you. you know, but you know something? If GIJ two with Jada, that would be good. Dope. I think that it. was an alley oop. Yeah, that was an alley They're making it. You know, they're making it right Wait, now. Wait, who said? Fool! I saw that reality show. I know what you're saying. What? <laughs> Which one? I saw that. I saw that. He said Dennis Rodman was gonna beat up on, oh, on that celebrity show. I saw that. I saw that. I saw, yeah, I seen that show. Big Brother or something? Uh, no, it was like... Um, Tamar Braxton was on it. Tamar Braxton was on it, yeah. yeah. Dennis Rodman was a hot mess. Remember he got kicked out of the... <laughs> out of the no, but he owns his shit, though. That's why like Dennis Rodman. He's crazy. He right. hey, I'm going to play another clip of, of the, of the uh, thing. A lot of people go, Chris, how come you didn't do nothing back? How come you didn't do nothing back that night? Because oh, mm-hmm. I got parents. Right. That's why. Because I was raised. So basically, basically, he was talking about why he didn't and it hit back, and he had parents, and he ended it. And this is how he ended his show. So when he said, "I got parents," he always told me, "Never fight in front of white people." White people, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but I, I took a lot from um, um, that show. I mean, his stand up. He, I, I like the one he was talking about his daughter trying to teach her a lesson now in school. Mm-hmm. Where she was going to a private school, I guess something happened during like those. He goes, you know, my daughter was going on a field trip to, I think it was Australia. He goes, when I was in school, I went to, I went right. to field right. trip to the Bronx Zoo. Right, right. <laughs> right. He's like, what do these kids have now? And I guess something happened on the trip, and he got he got suspended from school. He went to his. He said he went to his daughter because you know, and she wasn't worried about getting suspended. Oh, we'll be back. We'll be back. And he didn't like that mindset. So mm-hmm. he actually went to the dean of school and said, listen, I need you to expel my daughter. Yeah. To teach her a lesson. You know? And then and everybody ended up getting expelled. Little do, little do they know that I was the reason why, because I requested it. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Do, and it's mm-hmm. funny thing, it happened before, and he just he mentioned it on a special. Well, they do now. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, because he won and goes, but now my daughter is, I think she was like practicing med school uh, something in Europe. You know, and 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 he was telling how his life is where my my mother she lives a life where she can take a plane to go have coffee with my daughter in Europe. Mm-hmm. That's a life. And he t- I forgot what the story he was saying, where she came from. Where like, oh, when if you wanted to get your teeth done or you, you want to go to the dentist, it was against the, the law for black people to go to the dentist, so you had to go to the veterinarian. That's crazy. And this is his mother. Mm-hmm. Wow. You know what I'm saying? It's not too far far ago. Yeah. He goes, and it's, it's happy to say that now his mom, that same person, his mother, is able to take a private flight mm-hmm. to Europe to go have coffee with her granddaughter. Mm-hmm. You know, so, you know, he, his, his, his show and his comic, per, his perspective is using, using comic, using being funny to put out a message 
You know what I'm saying? That's very intelligent. Yeah. Very I articulate. think, you know, Chris Rock is a political comedian. Yeah. He has been his entire career. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, this is what he, this is what he does is to be able to tell a story and bring awareness to very specific social issues. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's just, it's dope. And I think to dig deeper into the reasoning behind the whole slap beat. Slap Um, you know, to 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 say, no, no, no. You should not treat people that no, you should not have an affair and then interview your husband on national television or on, on national internet, whatever the hell it was, and make almost like a mockery of him. What does that say? And then it's what type of spell is your husband under? What type of shit you all got going on? In what country is that right. normal? And it, it's, a good, it's a great question, second, because I wanted to get into this because um, I read Will Smith's book. Mm. Obviously, he wrote it before this whole slap game mm-hmm. And during the book, there's a few things that I actually actually um, realized with Will is that number one, when he was younger. His father used to physically abuse his mother. Uh-huh. Yeah, I remember hearing that. Yeah. And he felt like a coward because at that time he didn't do nothing to help her. So what I seen throughout the book, what 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 I noticed throughout the book, um, is that what I noticed throughout the book is that I think he compensates that with all the women in his life. To a point where sometimes they emasculate him. And this goes down not to his wife, but even his daughter. When he talks about the relationship with his daughter and how they are and everything like that, he blames himself for for a lot of things that I feel like is not his fault. And I think that it comes from him feeling that way with his mother. Mm. Okay? Now, remember when people said, oh, well, Will Smith laughed when he said the joke. Right? And... When you read this book, now again, I'm going to reference it. He, this book was written way before the slap. Mm-hmm. And he says that he has a thing and a habit when he's uncomfortable in an uncomfortable conversation, he laughs. Mm. So he's like, because he feels uncomfortable and he wants to lighten up the mood mm-hmm. to be a more comfortable I, yeah, mood. Yeah, I do that too. Yeah, so I think that a lot of people misconstrued him laughing, thinking it's funny. Mm-hmm. I think he already was uncomfortable. You know? I'm not making excuses for him. I just want people to understand where Will Smith is coming from. I, I think that um, through his history, that he he has he he has some trauma when it comes to he 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 just cares and respects women so much because of he felt like he never protected his mother. I want to protect the woman in my life. You know, if you read the that's what I got from the book. I feel as though. You know, everybody has trauma, Mm -hmm. right? Everybody's gone through very specific things that are traumatizing Mm -hmm. in their lives. It's when you're unable... You good, bro? Yeah, it's when you're unable to to really dig deeper into it and work through it in a healthy way that starts to create issues. If you're not able to, to deal with your trauma... Right. And get the get the help, the professional help that you need to get you, to get you through it. Yeah, um, you know, and allow you to pick up the social skills. Um, so when you feel triggered, you know, this is what you should do. These are the tools that you should use, or, or maybe you should put yourself in spaces where you feel triggered. Mm-hmm. We have to start taking that ownership as adults, yeah. as human beings. And I feel like 
um, you know, Will Smith didn't allow himself the grace to do that. Because had he done that, then there's a good possibility that night would have never even happened. And he would have never disrespected Chris Rock the way he did. Mm. And I think that's the part that I'm always like, mm, okay. We've all been through some really fucked up shit, most of us. I would say if you were to put a group of 10 people together, at least 9 out of 10 of them no been through some fucked up yeah, shit, okay? But we're all going to react differently to it. But if you do the work, if you do the work to, you know what I mean? To get the tools that you need to be able to cope with your trauma, then you know what to do when you're put in those situations yeah. where you feel awkward. And there's no excuse for multi-million billionaires right. To yeah, not be right. able to address their yeah. trauma. And that's the part. That's why I don't yeah. like to give celebrities too much grace. Because you make more money that you can save every single every single city that is disadvantaged and people poor. You could you could solve hunger issues. But don't don't you feel but like... you you I don't give them too much grace no, because I, you got I, the I, money to go and hire the best psychiatrist to get you the tools that you need to work don't through you your feel shit. Like when you get that money, it may add on some different type of trauma because a different life lifestyle that you're gonna have to deal with. It's almost like when you give these basketball players, young right. young basketball players giving millions and millions of dollars, y'all going through a lifestyle that is all brand new, just like you was the brand and new. He was that kid. Most people was that kid. Yeah, he was that kid. So it's it's. I'm not giving him grace. I'm not I'm not excusing him for what he's doing. It's layered. I know. It's layered. Yeah. It's layered. And I want people to really understand because it's this narrative. Like, oh, he laughed. Why is he laughing all of a sudden? Like, you got to understand who the person is. It's not excusing his reaction. Mm-hmm. Regardless what the reason was for, um, it, it, it was totally wrong, you know? Mm-hmm. And I feel for Chris Rock. But honestly, I love how Chris Rock handled it. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing when I was watching that special. It was like, damn, he, you could tell when he's performing, that that he was nervous, he was hyped Chris. up. Yeah, you could tell. Like he yeah, messed up on a couple of jokes. Yeah, you know he he was telling a joke about Chris Rock about um, Jada Pickett wanted him to boycott the Oscars because Will Smith didn't get nominated for concussion for a concussion. Mm-hmm. But he Chris Rock actually said Emancipation, and that's the recent movie Will Smith. So he confused the movies, but it's him. He's doing it live, oh, gotcha, gotcha. and he yeah, messed yeah, it up. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But um, there was a couple other things that <laughs> he said he watches it now just to see him get whooped. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> I watched it now to see him get whooped. <laughs> which I want to see that movie because I heard it. Was I, good. It, listen, Will Smith um, is a talented artist, hands down. He is a phenomenal actor. You know what I mean? And he's human. So you give him grace just because of that, yeah. you know, and that people make mistakes. They don't always make the right decisions and everything like that. But clearly mental health plays a significant part in his actions oh, yeah. and stuff like that. So I get it. Mm-hmm. I'll give grace to that. But on the flip side, Will, get your shit, get your, get, go, go. These celebrities will sign into places like retreats that cost $20 million a day mm-hmm. to relax. I know, I but was, can't put yeah. can't put that same effort into getting your mental health right. Come but on, man, we gotta do this, better. I was following his on on YouTube. Mm-hmm. He was doing like this fitness journey, mental yep, health, yep, he was doing yep. all this stuff. Yeah, he does book release. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, um, I think he's had a bad night, man. You know, maybe he'll probably argue in the for a long floor. time. I thought it was publicity stuff, yeah, mm-hmm. because it just seemed like it was too racked. Right, like he got up there. And do you them. feel that we? Jada is has some accountability. Absolutely. Oh yeah, you got to be a man. You got before yeah. it even yeah. before she didn't do 
anything. She didn't budge. She didn't even try to. Just try. She didn't budge. And that's what people were saying. She gave him the look and he went up and yeah. he just did it. She could have called like, well, no. You know what I'm right. saying? Yeah. No. Would have stopped right. it. Like maybe he would have made him hesitate a little bit for right. him to think. Right. You know what I'm saying? But right. he just went. So in, in, in this in this, uh, this Netflix um, stand up of Chris Rock, he went in more on Jada than he did Will. Yeah, he went and he like even you can hear it. Yeah, he got, he fuck got, you, fuck your son, you fuck. Yeah, like, damn. Because I feel like one, one Chris Rock was a married man. Mm-hmm. He is a father. All right, so you have that outlook on it, and you're looking at a woman who, first of all, her kids openly have had have had to go through their traumas openly in the public eye. Yeah. All right, on multiple levels, and it's like you're seeing these things where people usually on a, how often do you see Chris Rock's daughter? Yeah, yeah, I didn't know he had one. Thank you. How often do you see how often do you see Will Smith's first son, Trey? True, rarely because he obviously is a different one. Yeah. Hello, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, and so there's like he said, I got parents. Parenting matters. This is the stuff that you yeah, do, yeah. you know, but they've allowed Jada has allowed her children to be these free spirits to where it's like there's close to this minimal structure. And my understanding is through some of the little red table talks, you learn that Will actually was trying to be strict in certain in certain respects. And then Jada was the one to talk them into, you know, we need to have a different approach, and all this other bullshit yeah. and stuff like that. So yeah. Yeah, Jada ain't shit. I don't care what anybody says. Let women come and say whatever they're going to say. I don't care. Jada is not shit. (laughs) The fact that you would openly have an affair with one of your son's friends that supposedly was staying in the house because he didn't have no place to go at the time and was struggling internally with certain things. That's what I'm talking about. What is wrong with you? That's no respect, man. It's no respect. Yeah, it's no respect for your for yourself as a mother, and it's no respect for your husband, obviously. Yeah, oh. You know what I mean? That's not. the ultimate disrespect. You're not no even respected in your own house. No kidding. Yeah. So it makes you wonder, like, what other oh, shit yeah. went down. Yeah, yeah. This ain't the only thing, you know no. what I'm saying? I'm it's sure not. it's not. All right, um, let's get into... Um, actually, I want to take another music break. I'm going to get into a couple of topics. We don't know that. Will was channeling Jada's face probably on Chris when he went to go slap. I was like, I had Seriously. Red table talk this, you know bitch. But that, that built right. up face, there's those yeah. little digs that maybe. maybe she did to him. And maybe. Like that. Don't know. Suppressing it, you know? He's like, all right, yeah, it's my fault because it's validating how it, the mm-hmm. situation with his mother. It's, it's a lot, lot there. Yeah. I'm not excusing it. Trauma can be untreated and not recognized for years, especially with, yes. It could be, especially, and and not just the victims, the people who are inflicting the trauma as well. And that's why I feel like, especially with your partner, you got to have these conversations. You got to really take us down that tunnel, Charlie. (laughs) Shit. Yeah. All right. We're going to take a music break and we're going to come back. Um, We're going to come back to a couple of topics. This guy who has seven baby mamas and he don't want to take accountability to shit. Like, it's crazy. And he's put it all over social media. And we're going to talk about Sierra, you know, big up to the single ladies when she is very happily married. You're listening to the Wind Down Podcast at WMB1 Radio. This is Trey Songs. This is what I like. Come over.
you know what? You know what Baby, we didn't what we didn't say about the Chris Rock special Ooh, is when he talked about um selective wokeness. Said yes. And he was like, yes. and I agree with him because yep. I've been saying this for a grip. Like, you know, artists are artists, right? They're not they're not meant to, and they should not be idolized. They should not be people. You should appreciate their artistry, period. Don't and you have to learn how to separate who they are. Right. versus their artists, right? Because do you, you know how many like actual painters that are artists that were horrific individuals, but their paintings are worth like millions and millions of dollars, right? Facts. Um so he talked about um he's like, now nah, you can't you can't play Michael Jackson and not play R. Kelly. Mm. Same shit. Yeah. You know, yeah. same type of shit. Yeah. And I think I feel like people people get on that type of yeah, you we, know, because you just like one out of because it, they have better songs. Yeah, yeah. But I gotta push back. I don't think Michael Jackson did it. You could push back, but at the same time, what you do know is Michael Jackson has seven, eight, nine, ten, twelve-year-olds having sleepovers at his house. That's so what make, that's what makes it skeptical. Yeah, it's not that's it's that's not ridiculous. Yeah, huh? Oh. <laughs> I mean, I'm kind of sidebar with me, but I'm already I'm in the middle of talking. I'm like, I'm not gonna catch it. My ear was trying to listen, but my lips were already moving on something else. But anyway, so yeah, that was another funny. Yeah, he, but he had a good lot of good takes. We also forgot to mention that our show is presented by Malulani Saray, bringing the spa experience into your home. Malulani Saray, go to mm. and get your spa products. For your home, please. It's just products. Every once in a while, she is also a vendor at our monthly comedy shows as well, along with Anika Skincare, Fogo, um, uh, yeah, Kinks, Kinks Hair um, products. We also have um, Muscle Mass um, and a number of other ones that we're probably going to be rotating in. So, can I say, so I went to the comedy show for the first time in February. Okay. And so I still, I just told my wife today, I said, I like comedy. How could you not? You're hilarious. I didn't know. I didn't know. What do you mean? Like I didn't know that I like like we we live, watched, I mean live comedy. Yeah, like, like we yeah. watched live comedy today. We were watching like the special. That's what yeah. they watch yeah. some more. I didn't yeah. watch Chris Rock. I should have watched his. Yeah. yeah. But I was like, yeah, I really like comedy more than I thought. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just. I would go to a comedy show. Of course. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've been going. All right. I'm going to watch a Dion Cole one on, on Netflix. Dion Cole's funny. It. Dion Cole's hilarious. He has, he hilarious. Pants on. Uh, he has a, he has a of couple of them. It's yeah. one where he has like a black shirt on. Um, I think that's the one we were about to watch. Yo, watch that one. I, that's the, probably the, the oldest one. Um, watch that one. That's like from beginning to end is hilarious. It, there's a, a joke where he talks about, I'm probably going to fuck up a joke. He goes, there's a joke where he talks about, you know, he, he goes, he's, he's in a club, right? He had this fine girl. She's like, yo, you know, he goes, uh, you want to do a threesome, whatever like that, right? And she's like, yeah, yeah. He goes, how's your girl look? And she goes, nah, she cute. He goes, when a girl, when a girl says she cute, <laughs> you got to really she's, see she's it. She's not, right. You know? she's so not. when he gets to the spot, <laughs> this girl walks in. She, so had, she has like basketball shorts on. Come on. Because, <laughs> you, know, you know, she had that hoop backpack. You know, the string with the hoop backpack. No. Like right? No. And she's like, she's walking around goes, oh, this is the one we're going to put this work on? It's like that. <laughs> when she got ready, man, she took her. 
Kayla got a tank top on. He took a tank top and put it over the head and kept it around the shoulders. Come on. What? <laughs> she was like, you ain't going to put work on me. <laughs> you know what? Hilarious. hilarious. This is hilarious. Oh, man. Um, I, just, it's just, I just told Jesus, I think we were watching... I don't know. We were watching the lady from Abbott Elementary, mm-hmm. the principal. Oh, I love I think yeah, that's yeah. what started it. Janelle. Um, and there was another guy on it who said, you know, who's it? Tommy Davis. I don't know. I watched so many recently that he was like, I love, like, like if you're in a long line in a store, like a white woman's going to stand up and say, what's going on? What's happening here? Mm-hmm. Like those kids. So I was in Target the other yeah. day with the kids. Long line. And a lady came through, and she's like, "What's going on? What's happening? <laughs> like, is this what line is this?" And I almost lost it because I immediately thought about the, yeah. that stand-up comedian, yeah. and, and I, it took everything in me to keep it together. Yeah, she literally came and said, "What line is this? What's happening? Yeah, Who, what, what are we doing?" Yeah. Like, and I was like, "This is great. It's great. I'm not saying anything." It, comedy is not funny unless there's some truth to it. There's always some truth in it. There's always some yeah. truth to it. So, um, yeah. That's, that's hilarious. Um, okay. Let's talk about something else that's hilarious. Um, this clip here, he was trending this week um, because he posted this video of himself talking about his seven baby mamas. Listen to what he had to say. Oh, man. Got seven kids and seven baby mamas. I was being irresponsible, yet not wearing protection. But I always tell uh, these women that I got pregnant that I do not want to be a father to these children. We both was irresponsible about the decisions we made that night. Another thing is, these just jump offs. These are the type of women that I ain't even had to do nothing for, but they gave me access to their body. I don't even have no type of love for these women. How do they expect me to love these children? This is the. What do you think about <laughs> These are the moments that leave me speechless because I'm like, God, just help the kids. <laughs> Just get the kids out of there. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, seven kids? Seven baby mamas? Here's my thing. Ten kids? Something like Here that. we go. go seven, baby, seven baby mamas. Mm-hmm. Okay. The first baby mama. Okay. Second baby mama. Okay. Third. Like, nobody was okay, white material? On. Like, come nobody. on. Come on. Seven. Yeah. Like, yeah. The worst one is the seventh bit, the bit seventh bit money. Like you knew what this guy's all about. She had right, and I'm not, I'm not saying he's wrong. I, I'd say he's right. Like, I, like, I, I think he's disgusting to even think like that. You know what I'm saying? But you got to put some accountability. Like, come on, man, just realize it's better. I get. And I he get looked it. like he was young, so he's not. Yeah, done. yeah. So it was like he's not come done. On. My thing is this: once again, people should have psychological evaluations once they become of age to where. They become sexually engaged with people. Mm-hmm. Psychological evaluations. Get your get your surgery. Get your vasectomy. You don't want kids running around here. Get a vasectomy. Mm-hmm. Period. I, I don't even understand that. You know, it makes think, me I question. It, was, it makes I, me question the women that he did sleep with. Because I'm like, girl. I think it was uh, the video went out where he didn't even know what a vasectomy was. Till now. See what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> See what I mean? Start a GoFundMe. Come on, man. Seven kids and you don't know what a vasectomy is. He got to go back to high school. He got a GD? I don't even know, man. Don't don't sound like it. No, no. I need him to go back to basics. He's not And start him in. Start him in elementary level, chapter one. Health, health, right? He needs it. Health education. Right. He needs it. Obviously, he's not smart to even post a video like that. 
I mean, Whoa. who would? Whoa. Someone who's stupid. Who would? And Charlie says, Charlie. snip, snip. Yeah. Exactly. Man. Exactly. I think that's insane. I don't know. I, 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 I what, what, what was the question about it again? That's what I mean. Like, like, I think he's right and wrong at the same time. I want to believe, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's how I'm looking at it. Is like, yo, y'all an asshole for not being accountable of y'all pine. Here's where I'm because you say you don't want it, but you still did the act of self. Yeah, you haven't said, but at the same time, as a woman. You know who to do. What seven babies, mama? Like I'll give some grace to the first, second, maybe third, but come providing on. they all knew about one another, right? Because right. there's that part too. I mean, I just think that again, you be be cautious of who you choose to lay down with. Yeah, you know, be cautious of who you choose to lay down with because you can avoid a lot of trauma. Now, let me ask you this: Do you feel as a woman that? Because it's your body, mm-hmm. and y'all, y- y- y'all the one that's gonna see conceive this child. Mm-hmm. We're just looking at back on that aspect of not even looking back on the aspect of providing for the child. Well, that takes two people to conceive it. You mean you're the one that's gonna actually yeah, carry yeah. the child? You know, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. Okay. So, what I'm saying is, is that when a woman sleeps with a man, yeah, I understand it's fun. We human, we have these. I get that, right or wrong, whatever. That's a different conversation. What I'm trying to, what I'm saying is that when you sleep with a man, you gotta, I think, as a woman, for her own responsibility, mm-hmm. we're talking about a woman because men have their conversation, mm-hmm. have their conversation too. When you choose to sleep with somebody, I think because a woman bears the brunt of holding, not a brunt, I want to say it's a bad thing, but you know, the responsibility mm-hmm. of this nine month, this child, and everything like that. Um, the thing about, all right, I'm gonna sleep with this man. But guys, if we're together or not, is this the right person? Is this the right man? Do I think that I should even have a baby with? Regardless if we're together or not. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, it's not guaranteed that you're going to be together or not. Right. But if this person is showing me the moral, the character of everything, or to say that he will take on the responsibility, or am I just attracted to it because he's fun? And I think I And I know it's a tough thing to ask for women to do, you know what I'm saying? I know that it's a lot for women to do, but because of the responsibility so much, that is something that should be the acts of women to do. What's the question? Not, not, to me. But not, I'm sorry. Do I do? Do you feel that's right to say? God, okay, now finish saying what you feel. Well, to say to where say. I feel like when you sleep with a man, how you look at it is like you got to look at yourself. I'm, I'm thinking as a woman mm-hmm. where I'm looking at this man. Is this man has? Is he showing? Good enough character, mm-hmm. to moral standards, to because this once I see with this guy, there's a potential that I may get pregnant from this guy. Like if we use condoms or or or, what, or, or whatever, there's always <clears> that <throat> potential. So, as a woman, you gotta have that mindset. That's just the woman side. There's, there's a men's side to it. Don't get me wrong. There's a men's side to it. I think but that I should be. At the men, I think that should be on both parts, too. right? I think that should be on both parts. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, the man should be looking at the woman and thinking, "Is this somebody that I would yeah, want to have yeah. a child with, or somebody that I think yeah. is fit?" To so maybe be. I should have said it that. You way know, because I really yeah. do. I think it's both. Yeah, um, but I sure. understand what you're saying, where the uh, the brunt of 
of the overall yeah, situation living. falls on the woman because yeah. she actually yeah. has to carry yeah. the child and, yeah. and everything like that. That's so you would you would think that we would be more cautious on who we choose to sleep with. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're human, yeah. right? And I think that that's why we desperately need outlets like you know agencies like Planned Parenthood to be able to give women those options. Um, in case something, you know what I mean, does happen where they now have this moment of self-reflection. They say, I don't think this is what I want. You know, I think that's why the option needs to continue to be there, um, you know, for that for that reason, which I also think that's why the option to have a vasectomy from him needs to be there and needs to be fully funded. Both should be fully funded by whatever insurance company they have. That's the other thing too, is that it's a it's a fundamental human issue. Right, we all can say at one point or another, "Damn, I slept with that person. That's crazy. Why did I choose to sleep yeah. with that person? That's nuts. I wish yeah. I could take that yeah. back." Both I think we've all had we had those times, you know. So I think this is something at, at times you would think that um, society would have kind of nailed this down by now with the different um, health issues that have arisen amongst humans. Um, in particular, the AIDS epidemic, um, you know, that happened, you would think that at that point in time, we would have started to institute um, different things within the healthcare system that would be universal to help humans, you know what I mean, protect themselves a little bit better and, and allow them, you know, easier ways to navigate those decisions, you know, that, that that is what really should be going on. And unfortunately, we're still fighting for people to have actual you know, rights to their body. So yeah, I agree with you that I think that people should, I know that for me, I've had moments where I didn't think that way. And then naturally I've had moments obviously where I did think that way. I don't have any kids. So that's, you know, um, and because I, I feel like, cause once, once a woman, you're, you're going to have a child. That's yeah. it. As a man, regardless how you feel about it, just in your moral standing, you're going to have to take responsibility, accountability of that child and help provide if not fully provide for that child. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. And even though, like what this man is saying, I told them I don't want to have children. They got pregnant and still kept the kid. So why should I respond? I, I, why should I be responsible for the kid? So that's what I'm saying is like, he told these women that he didn't want to have children. They still made the decision. The reason and I was why, like, why he should you sleep with him when he's telling you this. But you know what? The reason why he should be responsible because despite whatever he said, he still chose to lay down with right. them. I'm not. I'm not. And not yeah, only, yeah, that's I'm why not he saying, should be responsible. No, no, I, no but that's that goes without yeah, saying. Yeah, he's just so but damn I'm just ignorant. The other crazy. aspect is like same. It's like like come yeah. on, man. Like you know. Same. And listen, there are I know I know of women that have chosen to have children after that conversation was had. And yeah. they are raising them, and you know uh, the the man has given up their legal rights to the child, and they're raising their child. And there's you know there's documents, there's court, you know what I mean? Like yeah. there's attorneys that handle these things specifically, you know, mm-hmm. where they can just give up all of their rights, you know, to them if they choose to have. The sad you reality know, is people people have an agenda. You never know if these women just wanted kids, right? And that was their end goal. Some people that's their goal. Their goal, you know. And they don't care if there's a father in the picture or not, mm-hmm. they, you know. But that 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 I don't know that bothers me with that mindset. It, it, it's it, it really it's does bother me because it's out there. Like people are having kids and not being parents, and and, and that that's it's just. But that's been happening. I know. 
That's why I'm saying, like, this has been a fundamental human issue Mm -hmm. from, I mean, from forever. forever. You know, forever. So where do we get back to basics on, on, you know, valuing family structure, valuing both parents in the household? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Where do we start to instill these types of things into our young people? Because it's not seen as wrong. It's not so where it's not seen as wrong, you know, before we start to normalize, um, you know, same-sex parenting and everything like that. Why don't we nail down yeah, <laughs> basic right. fundamentals yeah, right. first? Right. <laughs> on let's get to basics on, you know what I mean, why you should not just sleep with whoever. You know what I mean? I, I have the mindset now as I get older. It's like, now it's like, even though it, like there's no threat of anybody being pregnant, I get mm-hmm. the mindset that if I get a girl pregnant, how am I going to explain this to my mother? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna explain this to the people that's close to me. It's that part too. Because I don't want them to look like I'm crazy. I'm all freaking irresponsible. So, yeah. right. and and if, especially if they never met this person before, you know, it's one thing if they, we're in a relationship and it happens, okay, that's easy to explain. Mm-hmm. But if, you know, y'all are with somebody who hasn't met, you know, anybody close to me, <laughs> that, Sorry. and that person gets pregnant, like I'm already in my mind, like I'm already in my mind says, like, I'm gonna take accountability for it. I'm gonna help mm-hmm. I'm take care of it, I'm not take care of it fully. But, Damn, I gotta explain it to my mother and everyone yeah. else that I'm close to. How do I do that? Right, right. I'm more worried about that than really, you know, taking responsibility and accountability mm-hmm. of making a child with somebody. And I think that's the mindset people need to have now. Where when you see with somebody, do I really want to have a child with you? Right. Right. Do I want to have this lifetime commitment? Right. Or this one night stand? You know what I'm saying? Let me tell you. Besides your walk with Christ, your partner is like the second biggest decision. Yeah. Yeah. You're with that person. I was just talking to a couple of guys. We do a crew at church Friday, and I was saying, you know, I thank God for my wife because she was the one person that was like, she stood strong. I'm like, hey, you got to be in church. Like, you're not going to be able to really be in my family's life if you're not involved in the church and, not, and don't have a relationship with God. Like, you, there's no pass and go. There's no nothing. And that changed everything for me. That she set the standard. She set the standard. I believe women that's what women do. And but and, and and we're accountable on both parts, you know. Yes. But it's like if she hadn't said that, I don't know what what I'd be doing. I'd be you and, know and this is what I say. I'd be still in my mom's basement. Yep. I, I, and that's why I say I I don't know, I just put and it's a lot of responsibility on a woman, maybe it's unfair. It's how society's set up and then you know, we praise guys that show up, but we should show up. Yeah. We should always have shown up. But it's like we almost praise, like, oh, there's a father, you know, like, but. But isn't it sometimes, um, again, I feel like when you use your wife as an example, she sets the standard. She said it so, for me. So for you to be with this person, because obviously she's the pride. That's why she has the power to set mm-hmm, the standard. Mm-hmm. She sets the standard. And so if I want to be with this person, this is this is the man I got to be. Right. You right. know what I'm saying? Yeah, I agree with so, that. So if this is the man I got to be to be with this person, that you're creating that dynamic. That's why I like sometimes I'm so on women because women have the power to set the standard to create a better Because you're so passionate about it. That's yeah. what you're saying? Yeah. It's like because I just feel like Yo, women have that power. They have all the more power than men. And they set their standards. And sometimes when you complain about how men are, you gotta hold yourself accountable too because we're yeah. only doing what women will allow. I feel. 
You know what I'm saying? We're not doing it if women don't allow it because we everything we do is for women. There's not That's one thing true. we don't do for women. We go to work to provide for your woman. That's true. That's you know true. what I'm saying? We, you know, police officers, you like go to work to protect majority for women. You know what I'm saying? Because it's not like you know, men we can't protect ourselves. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we, you got to police the, the the community, but a lot of things are just that we should protect them. We should do for women, but at the same time, we do it because they're the ones it's that mutual. set the standard. It's mutual. They have the power to set the standard. Right. So but, I mean, it's mutual. Tables turned. If it was me, the hope would be if if my wife at the time we were dating wasn't in church, that I would encourage her. Yeah. You know, I think that's that's where there's a mutual exchange in like, you know. We, but let me ask you this: Say for the role reverse, mm -hmm. and he says you got to be a woman of church. I don't see a woman confiding in what you want to be with that writer because she's like, all right, I'm just gonna go to this person over here. Because they're they're, they're yeah. the they're the truth is we're the chases. When we chase, we're chasing you. So if we want you, y'all set the standard, you gotta be this man to have me. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? So role reverse, it's not like that. Because you're still chasing her. It's like, right. no, you ain't confined. No, I'm you're coming at me. I'm not coming at you. So why gotta confine on what you are when you're coming at me? The other one is, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So that's the whole dynamic, right. the dynamic of it. Yeah, that's challenging. It is challenging. It's challenging. But then again, that that's I think Hayward brings up a great point is that your partner is just as important. It's you know, huge. it's yeah. huge. So I think, yeah, again, this goes back to communicating effectively, mm -hmm. right? With who you're with, being extremely selective with um uh being extremely selective with who you're uh engaging with on a consistent basis. Mm -hmm. Too, you know, be yeah. cognizant of who you spend your time with. Yeah, yeah. You know, be very selective, and I, I don't pay attention to the shallow stuff. You know, because at the end of the day, okay, Kevin, what's that? Women are still playing roles as soft and delicate. So you, okay, that's, that's a bar, huh? That's that's cool, bar. Kevin Pino. Yo, I'm trying to get somebody on our podcast, huh? Yeah. That's what you're trying to do. You're trying to get in. <laughs> Yeah, know who and what you want. You're right, yeah. Charlie. I think that's important too. Yeah. I mean, you know, but then again, when you look at uh, social media, is such a huge part of how this world operates, and you look at uh, people normalizing, you know, having children at such a young age, um, you know, where clearly people aren't able right. to make right decisions all the way around without some type of guidance, but yet they can have a baby. And bring wow. a child in this world, and you know it's insane, it's, but it's it's normalized, you know, mm -hmm. having children. I mean, come on, team MTV had a whole show wow. on Teen Moms. I mean, that's insane to me. I feel like I was just having this watched it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, was, I was having this conversation earlier but... with a friend, and and was talking about single parenting, especially for women. Now, yeah, hey, with. You have children, you're married with your wife, so I, I definitely want to know your opinion on this take. I feel is like when it comes to children, when you are a single parent, mm -hmm. you know, I think women have the superpower to be nurturing, have be empathetic mm -hmm. to that to that child, what that child needs, right? Right. Men have the superpower to create the structure and the discipline. That the kids do mm -hmm. need, mm -hmm. you know, you are the disciplinary. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I feel like it's easy for men to do that, women, it's hard for them to do that because they're more 
connected to their child because it comes out of them. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying you don't love your child, you don't care about your child, whatever, but I think it's easier for you to be disciplined to your child than a woman because at the end of the day, her superpower is empathy and everything like that, which is great. So that that cohesiveness. So when you're a single parent, and you're especially you're a woman single parent, even a man single parent, mm-hmm. you know, it's hard because to find that balance right. of disciplinary and empathy at the same time and to make sense to that child is hard. Or no, I'm going to tell you, being raised by a single woman, it takes a village. Mm-hmm. Not perfect. I just had this conversation at church with someone mm-hmm. today. The, the irony about my personal life is, and this is just my story, I feel like, thank God my parents weren't together. Mm-hmm. Because I see the outcome of a two-parent home that my brothers lived in. Oh. One of them is not here. Hello. Interesting. Just going to drop that. Yeah. One of them is not here. Yeah. Right. So it, do- it almost debunks the myth of single parenting. That's right. Mm-hmm. Because... My mom is not perfect. My birth, my 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 biological mom is not perfect. Mm-hmm. But what she was was doing the best that she could, and was as healthy as she could be, mm-hmm. and surrounded herself with healthy people. Yeah. Like my family, like she only allowed people into my life who were healthy. Mm-hmm. Like you know, my family's not perfect, but my family, the, the love that we have for each other, it's so different. And then, like I, I mean. I literally just had this conversation like 12 hours ago. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as you get older, you see, you can look back and see in the midst of it, I definitely thought I was missing out. You know, my grandfather took me to Little League and everything. So they assumed he was my father, that my mom, my mom was dating a, a man 30 years older than her. You know, like mm-hmm. there's all that assumption. It's layered as a kid. And you're like, no, it's my grandfather. You know, like, mm-hmm. um, and so you assume you're missing out on a piece of something that, you know, you see most people have, then come to find out my brothers were not getting healthy versions of parents. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, the, the consequences the of part. it. Yeah, the That's consequences the of it. So it's really almost you. the perfect model is two healthy parents, or at least one for God's sake, mm-hmm. you know, like, but two healthy parents trying to be trying. the best yeah, version maybe, of yeah. themselves. Yes. Um, but it, when you don't have that, Right. Sometimes it, the Kevin simple. just said that it's sad the village doesn't really exist anymore. You got to create it. Yeah. You know, you got to create it. And honestly, that's what that's the conversation we're having in church is that like you find if it's in church, if it's in your sports club, your group here, mm-hmm. this is you guys are part of my community. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, and so it's important for you guys to be mm-hmm. healthy too, like yeah. because my kids are going to be around you guys. Yeah. They're going to know who you guys are. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you know you have to. No, you, you, we talk about this all the time. All the time, yeah, all the time. All the time. Ezekiel was at the house yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and that's the that's like a big a big part too, right? And I think we all we've talked about it, you know, multiple times on the you know being raised by single parents and yeah, we all are. Okay. You know the things that the things that you're exposed to, um, but it's when you're exposed to the abusive aspects uh, right. and on um, the unfortunate part of having an abusive parent. When you're exposed to that mm-hmm. at such a capacity where it traumatizes you as an adult and you hold and you suppress a lot of mm-hmm. that stuff, it starts to come out in other ways. Yeah. But if you have that one parent that right. was strong enough to get you out of that situation mm-hmm. and raise you mm-hmm. and have those conversations with you and, and taught you that that is not correct, right. that is not right, this is not what love looks like, 
you know, and then makes it a point to be there consistently and show you the right ways and put you around the right people and expose you to things that you never thought in your life mm-hmm. you would have ever been exposed to in a positive way. You know, it makes such a huge difference. It's crazy because, you know, everybody experienced some type of trauma. Mm-hmm. But I think trauma from your your parents and, and probably your siblings mm-hmm. is probably really hard to come back from. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. And it's just yeah. taught behavior. Yeah. And so it's like you you your trust circle is violated. Yep. And so it's like, where do you go? Mm-hmm. You know, and that's where people end up in these bad cycles of drugs and mm-hmm. bad behavior. Don't let you try to confront that trauma <laughs> head on without the right tools. Right. We all know what that's yeah, like yeah, when we yeah. try to, and then that's when we got to homing on each other. Listen, right. do you know what just happened? My yeah. mother did and my father did. Hey, right. We got to yeah. lean on one another because you got to just be able to give that honest and good, positive that's crazy. But, That's what your dad was. For yeah, me but when str- I was yeah, yeah, but strong feedback, and this yeah. is stuff that you need. I remember the but, conversations. I was at her dad's her dad's job, the house, all the time mm-hmm. because college, during college I went to Bridgewater, and I, you know, I didn't have anybody to lean on. He was yeah. like the person, and to the point that my mom's like, "I gotta meet this Jeff." Yeah. Now this is not. But long story short, Bebe is from my stepmom's side of the family, right? And so we connected, and it was like. Thank God. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and it's like, like having my mom felt good knowing that there was people like, okay, he's okay. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. It was hard. Ooh. That's why it's like when we, and I think all of us, because we've talked about this before, Berto, too, is that the trauma that we've experienced, when you see people that move in a way as if that trauma did not exist. Mm-hmm. Right. And then when we see them on specific platforms and given the, mm-hmm. you know, the mic, to go ahead and say A, B, and C, you're just like, right. yeah, man, they got to right. be exposed. This right. is, you right. know what I mean? It's crazy. And then you're just like, then you're on edge a little bit because you're yeah. like, there's no way that this person could possibly really believe everything that's coming out of their mouth. It just doesn't make sense. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. That's traumatizing in itself because yeah. now it stirs up. Now we're triggered. Yeah. And now we spend like, you know, all yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. I don't even know how we how we how we spiraled into this, Burl, but Burl. I agree with Burl. Kevin. <laughs> I agree with Kevin saying, you know, it's sad that um, you know, those specific villages don't exist mm-hmm. anymore. Um and but, stuff. Uh, but what what he was said, you're gonna build them. And, yeah. and yeah. it's funny when you say that, I'm thinking like I just and I just love how my, my cousin and my friend is is raising their children. I actually we went out for drinks Friday, and we had, we had a conversation about mm-hmm. that. You know, like I want, I mentioned that we talked about this on the last show and everything. And you know, and I was we, we we were like just reminisce on those conversations we had, mm-hmm. and and we started getting more deep in how he, the who he brings the kids around. Mm-hmm. You know, who like why am I so close? Yeah. Yeah. Like you know, just yeah. yesterday they asked like they're going to friendlies for ice cream. They call me, want to meet us mm-hmm. over ice cream. You know what I'm saying? Because it's that connection you mm-hmm. have with the yeah. children. And he's creating, he's subconsciously creating the environment where your kids are going to be mm-hmm. around, you know, and he, he's always involved. If it's driving them to, I want to see where you're going. That's I'm going to drive you. Yo. You know what I'm saying? I want to <laughs> see, I want to see these yeah, people it's crazy. You know what I'm saying? You got to be like that. You got to be, that's parenting. But yeah. by, by doing that, you, you're sacrificing a lot of things that you want to do mm-hmm. personally. Have to. Of course. You have yeah. to. And that's yeah. part of being I, a parent. What that's people don't job. realize is, I understand in order for you to make your children happy, you got to be happy. But at the end of the day, 
When you chose to have a child and bring it into this world, you better be prepared to take a back seat. Yeah. Your child comes first, period. Right. So coming right. on high water, sacrifices have got to happen. I'm tired of that mentality of, you know, I got to look out for me. You should have thought about that before you yeah, decided to have yeah. kids. Mm -hmm. If you wanted to continuously look out for yourself, then I'm just going to say it. Mm -hmm. Don't have kids. Yeah. Right. You know, don't have kids unless you're wholeheartedly prepared to put everything you got into them. Because I'm a product of a parent who did that, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, and I, I'm a testament to the type of parent my father was and the type of individual that he was. I walk in his legacy every day and I'm proud of that, but only because <laughs> I was exposed to that type mm -hmm. of situation, you know, yeah. and that's what good parenting is about. Shit, right. you save your child's life when you're a good parent. Mm -hmm. That's what parents don't realize. When you want to have a kid, you got to first think, am I prepared to become second? Right. Yeah, yeah, man, come on. You're okay gonna be for the rest of your, your life. life. Like, nights. Can I say something? Like, and I know my mother's watching. Why is it gonna say this? Because mm -hmm. it's just because I, 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 like, I love and value my mom so much. My mother brings me food for dinner for work, at, to work, so and good. a couple times a week. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because she's she's she retired, and I know she does it because she loves me, mm -hmm. and, and it mm -hmm. makes her happy to do it. Mm -hmm. I understand that, but as you know, a 40 plus year old man, I'm like, it kind of bothers me. No, it's yo, you know, and, but not that, that my mother's doing it because I the food's good. You Look, know if saying? my stepmother's listening, I will gladly take <laughs> if you feel like delivering lunch to the <laughs> office every day, <laughs> we will be sitting there waiting for it. But I'm gonna I, tell I, you I that did my mother did so much. Tiberto's mother as yeah, well. Yeah. Sometimes he's right down the road from me delivering yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, Feel yeah. free. Stop by not to be that road. We will be there. Right. She um you know, like I, I love the fact yeah. she does it. Sometimes what it bothers me that I had the food because I didn't have no time to cook or Right, I have no food right. in the house, so yeah. she's, she's helping me. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But it's not like I don't appreciate, I don't like it, I don't want it. Yeah, you just it's feel just some sort of way about it. I feel way because she's done so much. Mm -hmm. So y'all, y'all, leaving your house at seven o'clock at night, six o'clock at night to drop food out, just to drop food out, mm -hmm. to drive all the way to the building and to go to go back. I appreciate it, but sometimes it don't bother me. I feel guilty. That's that's you, what it is. I feel but, guilty. Yeah, but you, go ahead. I'm gonna just saying. Let me tell you. You gotta find somebody that understands how your mother loves you, because mm -hmm. that's the art with Keenan. You're mm -hmm. your mom's only child. No, I got a brother. You got a brother. Yeah. So I'm my mom's only, and so Nikita knew going coming in, like, look, my mom and I have a unique relationship. We're super close. It's mm -hmm. just been us, mm -hmm. yeah. and so you gotta have a spouse that understand, and your mom understand. My mom had to shift her, mm -hmm. you know, like, but. Man, I wouldn't change that lady for anything. Yeah, so that's mom. how my that's stepmom a topic was I wanna, too. I want to yeah. get into with maybe next week, but next time yeah. y'all yeah. on the show yeah. about the transition of the mother and the, and, and the spouse that comes I'm a, in. Let me tell you, I'll give you a preview. And I just told somebody this the other day. My mom and I were actually not homeless, but displaced, housing displaced. Her house got flooded, a tree fell on her roof, and so we were living in a motel months before we got married, and. It was difficult because my mom didn't have a place to go. We, we The motel ran out, and I ended up getting an apartment for my wife and I. And I said to my mom, I said, look, they have two bedrooms. They're, like, separate. You will have it. And she was like, no, I don't want to do it because you guys are establishing something new. Mm -hmm. Like and She respected, she, she respected she, she, that, yeah. She created her own boundaries. She created her own. And it, it displaced her for a while. It wasn't easy. like, mm -hmm. And it wasn't easy to watch it, but it was just like, in hindsight, I understand what she was doing because she didn't want to. My mom's super opinionated. 
she's a sweetheart, but she's super, super opinionated. So she knew herself. The same way. Yeah, she knew herself. She's like, yeah. if I go into this with you guys, I'm going to be all in your business. business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's showing self-awareness and respect. Yeah. It yeah. is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. And you know, it's weird, right? Because on the flip side, for me, it was the opposite of having another woman in the house and it was me and dad. And I was like, this is some bullshit. And then it's like, <laughs> on from the child's perspective, right. like, I know I'm not ready for this. Right. But like, my father was so, uh, he was so communicative because I remember him coming to us. He's like, you know, I like this woman, and you know, if it's all right with you, you know, I like to guy, yes, and that, blah, blah, And we were, I was gung-ho for it. Yeah. I was gung-ho for it until, like, you know, the sleepover started to happen, and I was just like, I think this is messing me up a little bit. I don't know. And it's an adjustment, mm. you know, it, but you have to be able to have that type of relationship with your parent to yeah. persevere through it. Now, I'm like, I remember when I chose to move out of the house. The house in Dartmouth when they had they built the house in Dartmouth and everything like that. I was like, okay, I was young, I was still eight, I was 17 or 18 or something like that. And uh I was like a couple years into it, and I'm like, you know, I don't think this is gonna work. I'm the oldest girl. I'm just I, I can't. I think it's time for me to be in my own space. This is another woman's essentially I had to give up the I, it was a reality check because I give up the role of being the only you know, young lady in my father's life to now, I got to share him with this other woman, but I saw him and what he went through with my mm-hmm. biological mom. So I so much wanted him to just be happy, you know? So I had to learn how to just adjust, know my place as a child. That was the other thing too, because we got into some heated arguments and I remember my dad saying, hold up. <laughs> know your place young yeah, lady yeah, and I yeah. had to you know he had to being the disciplinarian right like yeah. brother, like yeah. you were saying yeah. you know he had to do that but it was such a weird mm. it's a culture shock almost mm-hmm. you know but yeah. then you know you adjust and you know blended families work out and you know and stuff like that but it's so important to give your parent grace in those moments too yeah. Yeah. you know it's weird I don't know uh, okay um, I'm gonna take another music break um, yeah. like people that's listening on the Facebook live um, they don't allow to play music, but if you want to download, no, you should download the WMB1 radio app and you can listen to the music that we play along as, even with the conversations that we are talking about. I'm going to play this song called Slow from Tank and Jay Valentine. You'll listen to the Wind Down podcast at WMB1 radio. We'll be right back after this. <laughs>
To the Wind Down Podcast at WNB1 Radio. I'm here. I'm your host, Ricardo, with my co host, Mick Haywood, and our producer, and Scare mm-hmm. Man. Um, we got Sierra up next. Yeah. Um, if any, I, I, I try to play this, look for the song, but you know, I, I forgot to even download the song. Um, so this will this be a quick take on, you know, Sierra. This girl made a song, mm-hmm. this woman, I want to disrespect. This this woman made a song to up single women. When to like she, uplift them? I haven't heard the song. So um, what's it called? Uh, I forgot the name of the song. Um, I got to look it up. I see Better Things. Sorry. Yeah, I think that's, yeah, Better Things. Um, With Summer Walker? Yeah, by Sierra Summer Walker. Um, and, it, and it's basically about, you know, you got the lyrics up here? Yeah, but you know, this is going to be a struggle. <laughs> Lately, I've been living my life. Don't pay the hate, no mind. Doing better things with my time. Elevated to a new height. Never do the same thing twice. Putting all the lame on ice. I've been spitting on the drinks. Ain't got, <laughs> ain't got no complaints. Um, CC in her own lane. Eventually, they come around. Better things, better things, only everything. Mm, no time, stop calling my line. All this kind of stuff. This kind of chat. Yeah, yeah. That, that, kind that, of that type of man. Yeah. It's like, I don't need you, whatever, and so on and so. But then she's living a totally different life. Like what, what do we think about that? Like, I think Beyonce did sing the ladies. Oh, she Beyonce does the same thing. So. She, did, she makes up a lot of songs. Yeah. That. I, I'm, I could. I, you know what? I like Sierra anyway. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah, for do. me, I'm just yeah. kind of like, ah, I don't really care, but I do. I do think that I, I wish they had more of the Cardi B mentality. Like when Cardi B people are trying to come for her, be like, "Oh, you know, she's making this music as well." Girl, my teenage daughter. She said, "I don't make this shit for your teenage daughter. Right, I make right. it for adults. Yeah. My music is for adults, not for children." Yeah. When my, I don't even let my daughter listen to my shit. Okay. She, she she's making it for the single ladies. Um, right. But then if the people want to say, oh, she's a hypocrite because she's living a totally different Ooh. lifestyle. Well, she's... She was single once, remember? Future's yeah, baby it. mama. Come on. But he, but his... She's doing it for all his other baby That's mamas. That's initially who I thought you were talking about with the baby mama. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Future? Um, he thought yeah, it was Future? Yeah. No, no, no. Um, I think what I, I want to have this topic briefly is because I think that we're holding these artists to a too high of a standard. Hello. Where, yeah, we're yeah, idolizing yeah. them. Yeah. yeah. My friend told me was having a debate about this basic thing and he, he made a comment that really struck me he said social media and music is raising children yeah oh facts facts yeah yeah and Side- that and that's the is, is that's the problem yeah yeah sidebar i saw a thing online that said sierra could have done she has so much music she should have done the super bowl 
Oh yeah, she would have killed. And then yeah. they played some songs. I was like, wow, that would have been great. Yeah, Sierra would have killed. Yeah, Sierra, oh, Sierra would have killed. Look at Charlie coming through. He's just actually. Good luck, good luck, brother. Um, yeah. So I, I think that the re- that's the reason why I brought this up is that you know, yeah, I get what like you're she's making music. All right, if it's a good song, it's a good song regardless of what it stands for. But I think that. They, they they put this odd the artist on a pedestal that they should not be. They're making music. They're not te- teaching you how to live your life. Right, right. You know? And at the end of the day, they're going to play into whatever is happening so, in the world yeah. now. So they're going to play off of that, right? Yeah. So if there is like a, a mean dash for women empowerment, then be prepared for women empowerment songs to be coming out. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's all driven by me. Like my mind goes back to Jasmine and Sullivan. Oh yeah. And uh, uh, what song was that? Um, um, the super. Um, what's that song? I know which one you're talking about. You know what I'm talking about, right? Wait, I gotta look it up real quick. But Jasmine Sullivan has came out with some. She even Jasmine Sullivan got this one song where mm. she's like, "I know we've been in a relationship, but I'm in love with somebody else." So oh, yeah. this shit is that's fucked, it's up. fucked up, but it is what it is. You gotta have to accept it. This mm-hmm. and that, you know. Real artists know how to do it in, in the right way. I don't know. Sierra's a, a, a different type of artist, you know. She's a to me, she's a pop artist first, so she's gonna play into whatever pop culture is right. yeah, leaning towards. Thing. Like I think that that's her. That's her niche. That's her, yeah, yeah, that's her niche. You know what I'm saying? Um, because she was also she was also uh, singing Level Up. Um, level up when she was married to Russell Wilson too. You know what I mean? Now, granted, she leveled up from Future to to Russell Wilson. Right. <laughs> that was a big level up. Levels. You know, but not all women. I think I, I kind of get what you're saying. Not all women are are in that space to be able to entertain that level or caliber of man. Anyway, so what do you think? It's like a false hope that she's putting out there because well, she's, she's dictating. She's dictating how you should live as a single lady, but. People respect her because of the lifestyle she's living. It is so out there <laughs> that she should make music to influence people to to, to create a, a a relationship and lifestyle that she's living. I think they're just putting too much responsibility on her just that she's making a she's just making music. But I get where they're coming yeah. from. I can't with Corey. Corey said, "Nah, the one for when he said he first said woman empowerment. He said, nah, they're one going to Sam Smith the way the world is going. Right, right, right. He's the nominee. Next oh my god! Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, uh, Sam Smith came out left field. Oh, uh, and you me. know what's wrecked? He can sing. He can sing. All we want you to do is sing. That's brother. it. That's, That's it, it, Sam. Let's get get it back. What's with Sam? Sam Smith started uh, wearing dresses, makeup, all yeah, this other wow, foolishness no. and stuff. But he came out like the male Adele. He yeah, was the male version of Adele. Yeah, he was. Could sing, give you a ballad, yeah. 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 some notes, like have an accent. You're like, okay, great. And now, and, and I think it was no secret that he was gay. Like people right. knew, like that yeah. he was openly gay. But then it's like, now it's like. What like what like okay? Yeah, they're killing the image of yeah. Yeah, yeah he yeah, said he went he went like really like in a devil jumpsuit on yeah, yeah. like before he just come dressed like yeah. before, you know yeah. Like, but you know it, it it's I think what it is it's what sells right now it's what's hot right now it's what you know yeah I felt the same way about Bad Bunny I was like this is not right yeah, but, yeah. this is fucked up I keep thinking okay Chris I mean, Rock also said that uh, people are all like attention um, 
Yeah. What do you say? People are. Uh, we used to be about love, but we're now about, about attention. Likes, attention likes. likes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Where the drug that we are addicted to is attention. Attention. Yeah. yeah. It's true. Yeah. It's it is like true. People just love and attention. You is be, that dopamine that you want to be in like pop culture? You want to be in. So you got you can't be opinionated on yeah. on everything. You can't have opinions that. I'll trade my legs for Sierra though. Let me take her off the back screen. Let's go back to the window. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, like I think to go back to that's a good thing to talk about because we talked about Chris Rock earlier. Yeah. Like it's a dope people I did it to attention. We used to be all about love, now we're all about likes. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. want that attention. You want to sit, you want to hear y'all beautiful. Right. He goes, I got you. Yeah, yeah, tell him, girl. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like he goes, you all right, she mm-hmm. don't need her. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's just, you know. It's it's even like I get mad when people you're putting out when a person passed away. You're constantly putting out the funeral pictures when they're like the, the, the hearse and all right. that stuff, and they're on their deathbed. Like that's not for them. That's for right, you. You right. want likes. Right. You want attention. Let's talk about it. I do you know not get saying? it. I don't. Let me tell you that you in particular, kids. I don't you get. You have not seen one post of me about my brother. Because mm-hmm. why? Why, why post it? Business. Why post it? I, and that's just my personal belief. Yeah. I'm gonna post post all day, but I haven't posted one thing about my brother because I feel like why? Why what am I posting it for? Don't post know? don't post something that it should be personal. Yeah. That goes from your body, that goes from your personal things that you're going through. Yeah. That's people that's close to you. Like even children. Mm-hmm. Children, like yeah, you could post I understand you're probably I children. Never really post but children. if you post them every single day, yeah. it goes, yo, you don't you don't know who's looking at these pictures, right. yo. That you, part. Can go, you can go through my social. Yeah. I rarely post. Nah, my don't kids. do that because you don't know. They're like, oh, they're, they're, they're gonna they're gonna target your child. Mm-hmm. You don't know where this kid go to school. They're gonna look for your thing, and that's what people do. The creeps. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, yo, I understand you like the likes, you like the attention, but you might attract the wrong attention. Mm-hmm. It just takes one, and social media is being used for that aspect. Mm-hmm. You stop. So are dating sites. Yes. Yeah. Very true. True. Very true. Very true. So I mean. Can I get something off my chest? Yeah. It's not deep. It's not deep. I was watching the comedy show from uh, Simone. Simone. Okay, yeah. Simone. So when you said Cardi B, she she did a thing about Cardi B, and she said women that get like the BBLs and all that stuff, she said it should be mandatory that if you have three or more surgeries, that you leave there with a voice like Maya Angelou. Cardi B's voice is fucked up. Because, well, because she's saying like you can't have like a sexy voice and and look all, look like this and everything. Like something's got to give. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you, yeah. so you need something to, to, to my Angel's voice to even right. it out. Right. My, yeah, my yeah. Angel's yeah. yeah. lover. <laughs> R.I.P. All right, right. Phenomenal right. woman. Right. In the time yeah. of right. women yeah. getting yeah. these surgeries. Yeah, you should see this. <laughs> Stop! Well, Don't be disrespecting well, her like uh, that. Yeah. Um, Can I sleep through this one? Congressional <laughs> woman. Um, 
Woman of the Year. Um, if nobody knows, who wait, wait to. I can always guess it on the screen. Okay. Biden's um, nominee for Woman of the Year is actually a man. Okay. Biologically. Yeah, transgender. Um, yeah. Yep. I'm Can I just say to it? I just, I, I just saw Rachel, Doctor Rachel Levine. Rachel, Doctor Rachel Levine. Um, <laughs> the artist this. formerly known as No. Yeah. Let me stop. That's fucked up. <laughs> Sorry. I got to issue this for the simple fact that you know it's a slap in the face to women. Thank you. You know, you know especially on, it was done on Women's Month, and I think that that this this decision was being too woke. Charlie just sent me a picture of my hand. Yeah. I wonder if we can put it in front of the. Uh, <laughs> can we put this yeah. in front of the oh, TV shows? We can't be doing yeah, like that. Yeah, you know, for now. We get the voiceover. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you like that. You like that leg right there? Yeah. That's like chicken. Oh, Oh, you guys. I I hate you guys. I I was dead. She said she didn't mean this way. Nah, (laughs) man. This is why. Oh, man. Yes. Um, Yeah. So I think it's just a slap in the face um, for women in general. Um, I think that we got it gone too woke, uh, so to speak. Yeah, I mean, um, why? Why? I don't even think it's about any type of wokeness. I'm gonna go straight to misogyny. I think so the way, yeah, because yeah. the way this world, the way this world works, is no matter what strides women have made to be equal, the United States of America will. Still value a man over a woman. Ooh, that's, oh, I didn't look at it that yeah, way. Okay. Yeah, yeah. okay right, to the right. point where a, a <laughs> transgender female mm. who was born a male, by the way, who biologically, the biological make is a male right down yeah. to their bone. Okay. If somebody were to break a bone off of Rachel Levine, they do DNA checks on it. It is biologically a man. That's something that you can't change. Mm. This world is so ridiculous and so misogynistic that they will go ahead and give a biological man an honorary mention in front of the federal government. This is the, the highest seat, the president, the highest seat in our country. Okay. You're going to go ahead and give a man. You know how many women have fought. Yeah. How many women have gone through shit? Yeah. Okay, that deserve that before. I'm sorry, a trans. I have nothing against trans. I have nothing against the trans community whatsoever. Y'all do you. But I will say this: get trans person of the year. Right. All right. Yeah. Don't sit there and try to go now. Go ahead, and you're gonna discredit. They don't even think that this is a slap in the face. Hmm. I do. They don't even think. There's a lot of people who don't mm-hmm. think. There's a lot of women out there who don't think that this is a slap in the face. You know, they don't see it. You know what I mean? They but I'm going to tell you right now, I guarantee I've had periods heavier that I've had to persevere through 
than Rachel Levine. Damn. And in in her in her life as a woman, well, you okay. You never had a sprained ankle. Come on. <laughs> yes, I have. I've had two actually. Okay. I'm, a, I'm gonna send a clip to the group. There was another one with a drag queen that was saying, "I don't understand why people want us to come read in libraries." Right. Like I was like, yeah. I saw that. I saw that clip too. Yeah. You know who I respect? Um. What's his name? I, it's not. I think it's Jeffrey Star. Like, Jeffrey Star is like a makeup is a makeup artist. He's a he's a man makeup artist, and he's like, I don't understand this whole. He's like, why do you want thing of, so why bad? do you want like right. I'm a man? Like, there's no yeah, I dress however I want to dress, but I'm at the end of the day, I'm a man. Like, there's no, I don't get this. Right, and, and then I, that's what I love when you hear people from the community mm-hmm. like, this is too much for even me. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy, but I just don't even get it. And low-key, that could be Biden's sister, if you look at them closely. <laughs> so not only is it, it's it's a it's white male privilege that allows them to go ahead and do this. There's that other aspect of this that I want people to take heed of. This is literally white male privilege at the peak. I'm going to look at it you further know? that I think this is an example where we as a country, took a took a man to do a woman's job, see boys up. We uh, <laughs> we got we got we we messed up. We were talking about this earlier. We messed up and not going in Hillary. Um, I think this is an example of of, of that. Um, I think that we voted for the less of two evils. I'm not saying Biden is evil. I'm not saying Biden is totally bad, but I think that Hillary would have been much more better. Um, for this position, um, I can't. I can't confidently I say that. I, yeah. I'll say that if it had between Biden and Hillary, I'm picking Hillary. That's how. Like I was, like, like I said, I, I'm, I was Team Buttigieg, but yeah, I like Buttigieg. Yeah, Buttigieg was good, but if you had to go with the big wigs between Biden and Hillary, I would have gone Hillary. But um, I'm just over politics. Yeah, that part too. I'm burned out. I'm totally burned out because at the end of the day. They're they're all on the same playing field, period. And there's no and so my thing is is that you know I, I wonder if no one went to the ballot, what would happen? Right, we'd be fine. I don't know. We'd be better off. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, these are things, and I'm somebody who's been involved in politics since I was 18. I know. You know, um, so that's many <laughs> many many moons ago. Um, you know, but I don't know. I I. I'm not somebody who openly wants to say I voted for souls because I think your vote is your personal is it's just a bit personal. I think we we, um, we gotta have discussions about what we want because why people vote why because just to get different perspectives. A lot of people are just very I'm not down. educated on things. Including I, myself. Oh, yeah, I I just me I wholeheartedly too. disagree with an uneducated vote. I don't care. Yeah. I don't care who you vote for. Um, so long as you've done your education, done, you've like done your should, research should, on who you vote for. Yeah, I don't really care. You should put it out there where you vote for and why. Just for the education purpose of it. That's it. You yeah. know, because, you know, you, you may know more than the next person and the next person may know more than you. And, yeah. You, you know, know what? Well, I th- and then maybe it's me because of the things that I've been through. Like I don't want to take on that. I don't want to take on that responsibility of educating anybody. Can I go back to the Once royal you, family? I don't even know. I don't even know. That, what know, what not, you mean? Not the royal family. No, not definitely not the world yeah, family. Because Chris Rock talked about that too. We're at a loss. Chris Rock went in on that. Yeah. yeah. And I have to agree with him. About, Girl, what did you think? About, about what did you think was gonna happen? About what's her name? Yeah, Megan Markle. Yeah. Well, you know, I don't even think she was thinking about the family. 
until she got into it. Meghan Markle probably forgot she was black for for about a decade. And said she did. Her. Said she did. She said that she had gotten away with a lot of things. She was never treated like yeah, a black person until she, she went there. Right. Either until she's she, biracial, and, was, and of yeah. course that sometimes when, when you I grow first, up like that, she you would have passed. Yeah, because how often did you see her wear her natural hair? You didn't. True, but I saw her. Like I, I used to love that show Suits. I Me too. I like Suits. Suits is a good show. Yeah, Me too. Those Suits are way. I got them late. Suit vibe, man. I was like, I, I like this. I like started watching because it, it was like how they dress. Yeah, yeah. But then I started really getting to the, the drama times of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I, when I looked at her, I wasn't even thinking black when she was on that show. Then when she said, "Oh, she's half family. black," I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, "Okay." World right. family knew when that mother came. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, you know who else I feel low key was like selectively black when she wanted to be. Don't talk about my girl. Who? Who are you talking about? I'm talking about homegirl that was in that show when she was uh, in the White House. And she was the, his mistress. Um, oh, what's her name? She got a movie coming out where her father comes out of jail. Uh, oh, oh, Carrie Washington. Carrie Washington. Oh. Because I'm going to tell you what. She did Save the Last Dance. <laughs> that, and then that was all you saw from her. Let me tell you something. And Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. When I was watching her on... Um, the president show was, was yeah was, yeah I was, forget was, what it was show yeah it is a it's, really good show really I was on it show. yeah it was it took me a couple seasons to say that's the sister from season one yeah that's the sister from the last year exactly exactly and then she stood surprisingly quiet during a lot of racial turmoil that was going on and then it was like it's I. I have a big problem with people who want to jump in on social issues when it's convenient for them. For me, I feel like you you should be cognizant of what you choose to get involved in and and, and the groups that you choose to think. But when it comes down to fundamental rights and values, you better hop on that right away because your integrity is on the line at that point. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That's like uh, Chrisette Michelle. I'll tell you what, she had me. Her first two albums she came out with, I'll fuck with her. Then when she wanted to go ahead and do the inaugural and perform at at Trump's inaugural, when all other minority musicians, the black and brown musicians were like, fuck this shit. We're not, they tried, they couldn't get anybody. They couldn't get anybody. Chrisette Michelle. She was hurting. She needed that check. She needed that check. But at what expense? Shut up. At what expense? Then she tried. The the problem I have with her is that instead of just saying I needed that check, she said, but I wore a Basquiat skirt. Girl. Girl. Just say the check was good. Just say the check was good because I think people would have respected her more. Now she's like blackballed in a lot of the industry. And every time her song comes on. Trump called me. I do have a break. I got to change the. I got to change the. I change the station. Don't be mad if y'all see me singing. Scandal. That's yeah. the name of the show. Scandal. Thank you, Inga. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Inga. That was a great show. Yeah, it was a great show. It was a good show. Fuck around. It might have been me too. I might have been the mistress too. I would have been Latina mistress oh, in the White House. Yeah. Obama. All these, get me if I ever made it in his campaign that far up. I'm sorry, Michelle. I'm saying it right now. I would have definitely tried to have a have an affair. It'd be a whole nother. Latino 100.3 Margarita in the white house. Sabe duro. 
you see everybody in Puerto Rico. Like I was right. Find a picture of me that we all happy. That's so wrecked. I'm the mistress. <laughs> I love my people. I love my people. But you already know. You already know. <laughs> All right, we're going to take one more music break. We're going to come back with the final thoughts of the Clutch Attack quote of the week. Listen to the Wind Down podcast of WMB1 Radio. This is from the new album, Music Soul Child Hit Boy. It's called Between Lover, Between Love and War. We'll be right back after this. Not Tamar's. I just be trying to keep the peace.
yes, 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 yes. That was Music Soul Child and Hit Boy between Love and War. I am your host, B. Carter, here with Big Haywood. Yo. MG, the producer. You're listening to the Wind Down Podcast on WME1 Radio. Great show, guys. Another great show. Another know, week for yeah. the WMB1 radio we show. Dug a little deep today. Right. We dug a little deep today. Yeah, we did. We, we kept, definitely you know, did. We kept our, our emotions in check. Me and Berta were, we were went at it last week. <laughs> if anybody was listening. <laughs> I heard but, you know, <laughs> we get it together. We digress. Yeah, yeah, we're good. Yeah, we digress. We're good. We're good. <laughs> um, so we're going to end it with what like we always do with a collective chat quote of the week. Go follow the collective chat. On Instagram, um, this is from Kendall Smiley. Connection is why we connection is why we are here. We are hardwired to connect with others. It is what gives purpose and a meaning to our lives. And without it, there is suffering. So it's it's interesting that I, I like that like that quote because I feel like through social media we're not as connected to each other. Right. We don't right. we don't talk to each other. Yeah. And we're losing the skill of communication you know what mm-hmm. i'm saying mm-hmm. and and i think we need to get that back yeah get you a podcast yeah get you a right. podcast hit up wmb1 radio to see how we can help you get your podcast yeah Ooh, yeah you can launch because we podcast. do offer that mm-hmm. services we do and, you know, offer that services you can launch your podcast mm-hmm. from our radio station so get a hold of us yes. find out how yes. we're building we're building we're building and uh we can help if you want to be in the guest on the Wind Down podcast, if you're able to handle the smoke, you know? Uh, be prepared, shy. though. You can't be shy. Yeah, you got to be. We we will interview you, so be prepared, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I want to thank all our listeners. I want to thank all our watchers on Facebook Live. Again, on Facebook Live, if you haven't downloaded the WME1 radio app, please do so. Um, so you can listen to the music and the conversations that we have, because Facebook just allows us to let you hear the conversation, not the music. Um, I want to thank our our sponsor, Marolani Sore, bringing the spa experience into your life. Yes, I want to thank her for her all her support. And we'll be back next week for another show on the Wind Down Podcast Show on WMB One Radio. We have a special guest too next week. Oh, it is uh, Leonard Jones from Shop Troop Fitness. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're based in Rhode Island, but he does do a um, a boot camp. Here in New Bedford, I believe it's at the Andre McCoy Center, okay. um, where he does it. So we're excited to have okay. Leonard on um, next week, so he can tell us a little bit about, you know, what he does, how he started his business, you know, what his passion is, and things like that. So we're excited for that. Yes, yes, yes. So we'll be here next week, seven p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You listen to the Wind Down Podcast on WMB One Radio. I'm going to end it with a little Prince of the Revolution. I would die for you. Thanks for listening. Oh my. Mm. Mm-hmm.